Why are you running? I'm running. Uh, I jumped into the race last year, 13 months ago. Uh, I wasn't um, really pleased with the current administration and the deregulations about the environment. I think we can do better. Uh, we need strong leadership uh, to move us forward with um, the 21st century. We also need a representative who will listen to people, and I feel that that's lacking in politics today. Well, can you give me an example? Uh, you're running against uh, Congressman uh, Paul Mitchell, uh, the uh, Republican uh, who's just finishing up his first term uh, in Congress. Um, why don't you feel that he is representing the district? Uh, he refuses to hold any public town halls in our area. District 10 encompasses six counties, and I believe that people last year really need to hear his voice and to understand that what was his voice representing the people of District 10. So I feel that he fell short of that. Had you ever run for office before this? No. And some people have mentioned that, you know, um, I didn't follow the proper pathway into um, this political arena. However, I am the president of Heronia Heights subdivision in Lexington also the chairwoman of Concerned Associations, uh, which encompasses four subdivisions along Lake Huron, where we talk about equal eye runoff, uh, beach safety, uh, beach erosion. And I also work with my community, and we just recently um, reinitiated a recycling program, which has brought money in for Sanilac County and also offered six jobs from the mental health department. I'm curious, what do people think is the uh, proper way to get in uh, to politics? Uh they believe like you should run for a county seat and then state and then federal. Um, however, I believe that the change that needs to be made uh, has to be done on a nationwide level. So I was asked to run for state rep, and I chose um, to actually run for U.S. House. So uh, what issue is most important to you and why is it important? Um, throughout my life, I've been an environmental activist. So with that being said, in 2014, I became a climate reality leader. Uh, to combat and find solutions for climate change. What, what does that mean? Um, there's a group of 11,000 of us in the international community, and we focus on uh, communities being sustainable, how to move away from fossil fuel dependencies. And so with that being said, I'm, I feel that we're at perils here with our CO2 levels and uh, the planet heating up and the acidity in our oceans, and of course the glaciers melting. Um, that same year in 2014, I became a uh, volunteer environmental lobbyist for Citizens Climate Lobby. And that was a bill that we were trying to um, build a political will in Congress to not only sign an environmental stewardship resolution, but to also um, to put a dividend in place to move away from fossil fuel dependency. So I found that it was very challenging to do that in Congress. Uh, we're still fighting back and forth whether climate change is real or not. The IPCC just released a statement that should be very alarming to people. Now, when you meet voters in the district, uh, what do they say to you? What, uh, what's their issue? What do they want from their uh, representative in Congress? The number one thing that I hear about is health care. We have um, uh, the current incumbent, Paul Mitchell voted uh, for a bill that would have put 40,000 people uh, kicked off of uh, affordable health care. I believe that it's a human right to have access to health care. I think that as Americans um, and those people who are our neighbors who can't afford it or who have pre-existing conditions, they deserve the right to have that health care. Um, I kind of lean toward us not only minimally fixing what's wrong with ACA, but also um, I would be open to looking at solutions in universal health care or the single-payer system.
There have been discussions about how much something like that would cost establishing a single-payer system and how it would be paid for. If you had the opportunity to implement a program like that, uh, how would you pay for it? Well, I think um, in this recent tax reform, uh, they had uh, not taxed the top 1%. That actually would have paid for universal health care. So we need, to, we, we need to look at that. We also need to look at um, you know some of those programs that are not working that are in our uh, national budget and pull that money out. So I believe there's a way to do it. You just have to dig down deep in that budget and figure out where to pull it from. Now, our listeners uh, have identified uh, four issues over the course of the year that uh, they have told us are uh, most important to them, uh, education, water quality, transportation, and uh, specifically gerrymandering. Uh, You've already talked a little bit about water quality, but Mm -hmm. uh, let's pursue that a little more. How would you protect our water, and how would you respond uh, specifically to the emerging threat of the chemical compounds uh, known by shorthand as PFAS. We are uh, coming into dangerous times when PFAS gets into our drinking water. Uh, They are seeing more and more of it in the state of Michigan. Um, I don't believe that deregulating um, those type of regulations in place to protect our environment and our water should be dismissed in any way. I think we need stronger implementation and more penalty when those things happen. Uh, I find it very tragic that um, companies or politicians would find uh, profit before people. And I think that that's been an ongoing issue, and I think it needs to stop. How would you improve our schools? Um, I was just endorsed with the MEA, and so I stand united with the teachers in our public schools. So the question was, how would I improve it? I believe that when we talk about uh, for-profit charter schools, that they're actually moving that money away from our public school system. So I'm very concerned with that. I also believe that we need more um, training and programming languages. I believe that we also need to give our teachers the resources that they need and limit the size of the classroom so the children can have a better learning experience. There are many things that can be done for better education overall. Um, So I'm looking forward to that relationship with the MEA to really dig down deep and figure out those solutions that they need. How would you improve uh, transit, uh, transportation? Uh, there, I, I don't know that mass transit is a, is, a, is a large concern in a district so big as the 10th, but uh, everybody drives roads. What would you do if elected to Congress about uh, those things? Well, the road issue is primarily a state, uh, state government issue, so they need to work on that budget. And uh, we had some discussion in a panel that um, they need to improve that road quality. As far as infrastructure, um, our railroads in District 10 uh, are very outdated, and we need to bring those up. I do believe that District 10 is very unique. On the outside, we have the Great Lakes and tourism. On the inside, we have agriculture, and then towards the south, we have more manufacturing. But the tourism is really failing in those communities, and they're quite beautiful, um, fantastic little places. So I envision that we could probably um, invest in, you know, tourist transportation up there. I also believe that there's opportunity in um, uh, along I-94. We have a lot of commuters coming in. I think that could uh, yield uh, to bring in tourism for Port Huron and move people around. One of the other things that we uh, talk about is the families, they don't like it that their children leave because there's no opportunity up in the thumb. And it is a beautiful area to live in. However, they have a lack of internet in those rural areas. So that really needs to be addressed. And it could offer opportunity. The consulting companies could actually be formed up in the thumb and they could live um, in woods and areas, um, you know, along rivers and along the lake and offer uh, business opportunities for our youth. 
So I think that when you're talking about transportation from a federal level, I believe there should be some um, some incentives and some having a representative with a vision to go ahead and work with those communities to get people around. As we talk about um, opportunities uh, in the thumb, um, when I spoke with uh, Mr. Mickelson, the Green Party candidate, mm-hmm. uh, he said one opportunity uh, exists in uh, energy opportunities uh, in the thumb. We know that there are wind farms uh, mm-hmm. there uh, uh, and uh, you know, solar energy could be another way to uh, uh, boost economic development uh, in the 10th district. Uh, and and you have said, uh, you've talked about uh, your interest and involvement in uh, climate issues and uh, energy. What are the things do you think might benefit the 10th district? Well, the windmills, uh, the windmill farms that are up in the Thumb area, they've had some challenges. Uh, for example, in layman's terms, uh, Joe has a windmill and all of a sudden Jim can't go ahead and build a pole barn. So there's this space proximity issue going on. So I think that when we talk about windmill farms, that the businesses like DTE and what have you, they need to come in and really get the community involved in where they want that windmill. There is excellent wind up in the Thumb area, so I do support that. A great example of the success of an economy or a community uh, benefiting from that is Akron Fairgrove. The school district was failing, and so when the uh, tax revenue and that um, you know that money came in from the from the wind farms. Uh, that generated uh, some income for that area, and so they're rebuilding that school system. Uh, one of the other things uh, that was exciting is there's a company called B Solar, um, and so what they're doing is they're bringing in solar panels, but they're also putting beehives next to them too. So where you can, uh, that land just isn't sitting there doing nothing. It's actually um, you know used for multiple purposes. And I think when you really look outside of the box and, uh, and start to look at multiple so- solutions that serve many different areas, um, I think there's quite a bit of success up there. Now, where do you stand on uh, Proposal 2, which would uh, establish a, a, an independent redistricting commission? It needs to be done, absolutely. So I completely support Proposal 2. What concerns, if any, do you have about uh, tariffs uh, and how those uh, might affect farmers uh, in the 10th District? The tariffs are um, affecting the farmers. Um, also, the the price of the yield, um, you know, for the corn and what have you. Um, In this particular case, soy is the tariff in question. Um, They do get subsidies, but ultimately those subsidies are paid by the taxpayers. So we have a tariff in which the American people are actually paying for that. Um, I believe that uh, we, there's a lot of growth in agriculture up there, um, agricultural farming and things like that, but we have to be careful about the E. coli runoff and the way that they're doing that, because uh, we are so close right there to the Great Lakes that it just runs off very quickly without any filtration. The other thing that I believe, uh, strongly believe, I'd like to write legislation um, and policy to eliminate oil-based single-use products and exchange them with plant-based. This could open up opportunity for our farmers to not only make more money off of their yields, but to also um, help the bees and and the pollination up there And we can actually create manufacturing by producing those products. So I think that there's um, really some wonderful opportunity up there in the thumb for farmers. I want to ask you about the uh, uh, state of politics uh, in uh, America right now uh, and the uh, uh, somewhat toxic uh, atmosphere uh, that exists. What could be done about that? How would you address that? Uh, I don't really... For me, I don't have a problem uh, talking to Republicans or anyone because we're able to identify or I'm able to go ahead and identify those issues. And I think we just really agree on the different solutions 
the outcome for that. Um, my father is a staunch Republican, and we still have dinner, so I, I would say that I'm pretty seasoned at that. Okay, so you could work across the aisle Absolutely. Uh, if, if elected. What haven't we talked about that you'd like to add? I really um, hope that everybody gets out to vote. I believe that every person here has a has a voice, and so I would just say that um, who you vote for right now is really going to spin the wheel and go forward. Is that person going to go forward? Are they going to have enough energy uh, to fight special interests and keep them out of politics, uh, to express transparency, and to really uh, go to fight for their, for people in the people of District 10.